the why component really is is I want to retire as quickly as I can, right? And I want to have the time for my family. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shump and in this episode, we continue our conversation with seasoned property investor and buyer's agent Anubhav Agrawal. Studying engineering in India and worked out of Melbourne for the last 15 years, he's grown a solid portfolio. Keep listening to learn more about his future investment strategies and the resources he's used along the way. Thinking back to our last conversation with Agraval, he has now purchased properties in both Melbourne and Brisbane and is ready to continue growing his portfolio. He opens up regarding his investment strategy going forward. For me now, it's all about capital growth. So for me, my next investment would be more in the blue chip suburbs where I actually want to see the capital growth for myself. Uh, whereas previously, it was more about uh, tax reduction and you know uh, working on something I can actually um, move away from negative, uh, basically leveraging the negative getting that we have to really maximize my tax benefits out of that, right? Um, but uh, if I truly believe that, you know, if you're the only way to actually really be financially free is is with capital growth and actually taking the equity out or actually if you have to sell that on the line after a few properties to pay off, pay down the debt, then, uh, you know, that would be the right way to actually get to the financial freedom because that goal still exists. And the idea is to build a portfolio of, you know, uh, 10 to 15 properties um, uh, in good uh, suburbs, uh, pretty much that can actually pay off in the long term. And, and then, and then uh, you can pay down your, your, your debts as early as you can. So, so, but again, it's a shift of, you know, depending on how your life journey is going, because through this period, you've got married, you've got children, things change, your cash flow changes. So the strategies change according to that, right? At a point in time, it was all about cash flow and probably that's going to be my one of the other targets as well. So I'm going to have to look at something that's going to give me more positive cash flow. So maybe dual occupancy might be another option that I might look into as a, as a, alongside the capital growth to, to keep the two things flowing at the same time for me. That's really interesting and it's great that you're able to adapt to different strategies based on the time, you know, in your in your life as well too because obviously we're not going to be the same 10 years from now um, but the main thing is also adapting to the market as well. So with the changing market like now as it is with Melbourne, Sydney sort of having a little bit of a slowdown but the other markets in the other states, what have you found to be sort of a, a good strategy that you've been recommending to your clients? So uh, most of my clients right now are from Victoria. And whilst I've been talking to them about investing in other states, people actually want to still continue buying in Victoria. And they want to buy something close to their home where they actually live right now. Because the whole idea is that, you know, whilst we're seeing property fall uh, significantly right now, and there's things in the news I'm hearing that, you know, you're going to fall another 20, 25% uh, before it actually bottoms out uh, by end of 2020. I think there's there's just so much opportunity anywhere in the country right now that if you actually know those true suburbs that are actually growing to grow, this is the time to negotiate hard, right? And I'm actually talking to, I was talking to a buyer, so one of the uh, prospect um, who got introduced to a friend just three days ago, and he said, uh, we just had this Tarnit conversation, uh, and I said, uh, you know, how about you looking at buying in Tarnit? He's like, no, 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 I don't want that. I've seen property prices go down. 
I said, my experience is mine. Mine's just gone up in significantly differently. So same, same suburb we're talking about, but it's how you look at the information and what you look at to really make that decision. So by the end of the conversation, I actually convinced him that Tony was a very good investment, right? And then he's like, oh, really? Okay. And I feel the same across the country, actually. Uh, apart from obviously Perth is still picking up right now. Uh, it's still in that, you know, if you look at the property clock, it's not yet taken off. Uh, far behind where it is, but um, and I think Hobart is uh, it's got what what it had to do, um, uh, and and I think Queensland is really the next big area to actually really focus on. Uh, as I'm actually looking to talk to clients more about you know opportunities within Queensland and more closer to Brisbane than anything else, so people can actually get the benefit and and get on the early wave because there's still a lot of potential and opportunity before it actually gets to that state in the next five to seven years before it peaks out. Agrafal shares how he works to put himself in the shoes of his clients to understand their buying needs. I have clients saying, I want to buy in this suburb and this is my this is my brief. I'm like, hang on. Let's before we even get into what you want to buy and where you want to buy, let's understand what you're trying to achieve, right? And what is your strategy and what, what do you even have one? Right. And my this is exactly what I do as part of my my free consultation, the first consultation to really know you well. Right? What's been your journey? How much uh, information or knowledge do you have in the property space? How many investments you've had? What do you want to do? How's your lifestyle going? All the sort of thing that actually helps then, you know, helping the client better because now I know what's going on, what he wants to do and really try personalizing that what I do here uh, for myself and then putting myself in their shoes and helping them out in a similar fashion. Yeah, and that's that's so important to do because if you don't understand the situation, they're just going willy-nilly buying a property, then guess what? You know, They might get themselves into a little bit of tr- trouble and that's what usually happens and that's the reason why having a buyer's agent with some knowledge and guidance actually makes it a lot, lot easier and also a lot more um, risk-free, I guess, you could, or minimize the risk as well too. Exactly. Absolutely. And, uh, and besides the point that people don't have to spend months and months looking at properties and keep, you know, before they battle out, uh, you know, where they want to really buy and secure one and only to know that, you know, the, the price point that they're actually buying at is not suitable to them. Right. So, so it really comes down to, I think strategy is a big item of everything. Uh, buying a property, anyone can go, you know, put the money on, on table and you're done. Right. But it's, it's not going to really give you back and it's not going to achieve your goal uh, in the long term or short term, then uh, then that becomes meaningless. Having come so far on his journey, he shares why he does what he does and his mindset behind investment decisions. The why component really is, is I want to retire as quickly as I can, right? And I want to have the time for my... Uh, like I'm like we talked about some time right now. I'm trying to put in the insane hours to really get my own business going. I think in the long term, with my investment goals and with my business, it's going to give me enough flexibility to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do, and and really be around my family. So I've got a four-year-old right now, you know, and every day in the morning, it it almost pains. Uh, there's enough pain for me there to leave her at home, and she's looking in my eyes and saying, "Daddy, please come back home early." right and and for me that that is a moment every day i face and i'm like i don't want to go today to work but i have to do this right and 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 that's the biggest driver for me to to really change that all as, as quickly as i can as i can while she's growing up and be for her wherever you know she she wants me to be 
and and really spend that time with them, right? Uh, but you can only do that with a very sound, you know, knowledge and strategy, and and really getting your mindset right of actually, you know, coming out of uh, the bad times and 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 really leveraging the opportunities and looking around what's out there available and what's feasible to be able to jump into and get things going for yourself. Yeah, that's right. So having a four-year-old, what's that like? <laughs> Because oh. I, I, I could, I can definitely relate to you because I have two kids as well, right. around the same age, and yeah. Uh, yeah, from experience as a father, it's challenging. But you know, it'd be interesting to hear from your point of view. What's it like having a four-year-old? Oh my God, it's uh, you know the three-year I thought was bad. Like four years is getting even worse. So, so my my I have a daughter now. So, so she's so so you know you just say daddy and daughter go together. So yes. So 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 when I'm home, mom's not supposed to be anywhere. Like it's just daddy, daddy, daddy everywhere, right? And and she is literally bossing me already, right? So she <laughs> is like, daddy, this is what I want you to do. She chooses what I should wear in the morning, how I should do. I mean, literally, I've got nothing else to do, you know, but listen to her because the moment I'm on the phone or on my laptop, no, daddy, close this, uh, play with me, right? You know. So I mean, you know. Sometimes you have to get things done from home, right? You just have no other choice. And you can't, and, and in, in the world of technology, with the mobile phones being so easy for us to get on at any point in time, you know, it's just hard to keep your phone away, right? And your, and your children are actually the right people to make you realize that they are important, right? You're taking their time away. And this is a habit problem right now where you know you keep your phones next to you, your your dinner tables or things like that or if it buzzes then you're actually on it and and for me it's like it's not really working very well and i'm i'm now trying to change that habit to state that okay you know what i i want to make sure i don't do this again and consciously keep my phone in my pocket or away whilst i'm actually spending some time with her and quality time which she really values so, so that's what it is. But she's my absolute world, and uh, I just want to make sure I can do whatever I can for her. Oh, that's so lovely, and and I think that's a great testimony to you know our, our kids as well, because they're the ones who actually sort of set us from ground us to what it is, because they've not, never they've come out of in this world without any knowledge of what's going around, and because technology has been something that's influenced a lot of us in this generation a lot, we we tend to you know go realize wow you know. The simple things in life, just a hug and, and just seeing our daughter and, and kids and stuff like that, it, it just changes everything. So, it kind of puts things back in perspective because it's so, so easy to chase what's going on around us as well. Exactly. Trying to help our clients. So Yes. And the other one for me is really for her, like, you know, she's been saying, Daddy, can you take me along with you to your office? And, you know, whilst I'm doing two jobs at the same point in time, I can't really take her where I actually work. But then when I obviously, you know, switch gears and really go full time in my business, then, you know, I can take her everywhere I, I want and she can probably help me down the line. And, you know, really this becomes a legacy for me to pass it on to her down the line. So that's my real end goal anyway. Coming up after the break, learn about the mentors he utilized on his journey. I think he was a, he was a great catalyst get into this sort of business uh, because I was looking at something to do from a buyer's perspective. The resources he's used along the way. I think that's a, that's a great book to how to be a differentiator and it doesn't matter where, which part of the industry or business or job you're doing. All that and much more coming up after the break. I'm Tyrone Chum and you're listening to Property Investory.
Before becoming a buyer's agent, Agravel sought out advice from a renowned buyer's agent. From getting into the business, um, I think he was a he was a great catalyst getting into this sort of business uh, because I was looking at something to do from a buyer's perspective, but I didn't have any structure around it and how do I go about it and is it really going to work or not? And then bumping into Ben Handler, um, you know, it was a it, it, that was a, a life changing moment for me. And uh, when I spoke to him about it, and he's such a calm man and such a great personality to you know be have someone in your in your in your friend list to to really bounce ideas off and and you know get get things going. So he's helped a lot in the journey of actually you know maybe shifting the mindset as well to actually say okay you know what is it that you're really looking for why and really questioning everything to 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 a point that you know it's all making sense now and it's getting more clearer for me to you know i can see there's a vision and i can see myself going down this path and 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 then uh, with ben's experience around uh, this business um, you know it's it's that was again for me take the action now and let's do it right how we'll learn the way but it, it's like, it sounds right. It aligns with my strategic goals and I want to do this, right? And I'm, I'm passionate about property anyway. So so it really makes sense that, you know, um, let's just get on there and there's a structure. He's got everything down there as a blueprint. You just have to follow it, right? So that's exactly what I'm actually doing right now and trying to accelerate it as early as I can with my current situation. Fantastic. And have you had any other mentors that have helped you in terms of the investing side as well prior to meeting Ben? Not really, not from an investment perspective, but in general from, you know, just as a professional growth. I've we've had lots of mentors um, in the large organization that I work with. And there are a few of them that are um, that, that that have been my mentors for quite some time. So they were the people who've really seen me grow, uh, you know, the last ten years uh, in this organization. Because of what I've been in this organization for almost thirteen years now, uh, since I since I ever left uh, my my degree, this was my only first job that I did professionally, and I'm still in the same organization right now. So um, I've grown in this organization over these years. And people have seen me, you know, transforming my way of thinking, how I do, how I act, and, you know, how I help my clients because I'm in the consulting business anyway. And a lot of that is, you know, meeting clients professionally and actually helping them from a technology aspect, right? Um, and and I'm, I've learned those skills and, and what, you know, uh, with the mentorship around that space of how to be a good leader and, and really run the business. I've actually taken those skills and experience out and now trying to uh, apply them to my own buyer's agency business as well. Fantastic. And that there's the skills you can't buy, you know, that's the thing. These uh, you can only learn through experience and um, by doing those it's it's going to be something that will help you grow your business substantially in the future as well too. Exactly. And I've seen all the ups and downs and the other businesses I know exactly, you know, when things don't work, what you should be doing to really stand up. And it comes down to mindset you were talking about, right? If you can keep a strong mindset and you actually keep encouraging yourself, which is really, 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 really hard when things are not going, you know, as as as, as good as you think they should have, then, uh, you know, that's the time when your mindset kicks in to really keep that head high and, and have a leadership mindset and, and that ownership mindset and the entrepreneurship mindset to keep going you know no matter what comes in your way and 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 then and then failures become your successes agravel shares some of the books and resources he has found helpful along the way including the one he is reading now 
I recently, uh, I haven't finished it as yet, but this is what Ben has suggested, read The Purple Cow um, by Gordon Seth. So I think it's called The Purple Cow. Yep, yep. So set by Seth Godin, is that Seth, right? Seth Gordon, yes, Seth yep. Gordon, yes. Right. So I think that's a, that's a great book to how to be a differentiator. And it doesn't matter where, which part of the industry or business or job you're doing, I think it actually really helps you to think differently and stand out, right? So that was that's a big one, right? Um, and and then there was the other one, which was the um, rich dad, poor dad, uh, on the entrepreneur side uh, of it. So they talked about a lot about. I forgot the name of the book. Um, it will probably come back as I talk to you. But there was, um, you know, they have a mindset quadrant, and, uh, and 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 they look at how you see yourself, whether you're self-employed versus doing an employee as an investment or your business owner, right? Oh, yeah, cash, cash flow quadrant. quadrant. Cash flow quadrant. Yeah, the, that yeah. cash flow quadrant, exactly. Yeah. That that particular chapter stuck in my mind. And that was a moment of truth. I said, I'm in the employee quadrant. I want to get into, I'm already doing investments. I want to get into the business quadrant, you know, uh, in a way that I actually scale it up. And actually be in that place where actually I can achieve my financial freedom. So that book was awesome, right? To really shift this for me. It was probably a, a catalyst for me to take this to the next level. That is great to hear. It, it, it's amazing. Just I think some of those books just have such huge impact, even though it, it's so short, short to read, but they, they really, really do help a lot of us understand and, and just sort of change that mindset because if we don't know what to do within ourselves, we need to go out and find the people, the books, resources to sort of support us in that. So that, that is phenomenal. I wanted to go to the seminar of uh, Robert Kioski, but I actually missed that recently that happened. In, in, in Australia. So uh, once, if it happens next time, I would definitely want to go there. And there's so much learning out there from some of these great visionaries. Absolutely. And what they write. I mean, you, know, you never know which piece is really going to trigger and really change your life forever. Agraval shares the best advice he's ever received on his property journey. My best advice is, uh, and what I've received is like, you know, sometimes when things are that confusing for you and you're always at a point where you know you have to choose the path you want to go down maybe take a step back right think broadly zoom out and just look around and 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 you 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 never know by taking one step back you might be able to you know uh take a lip uh take a big leap ahead. So that's something which actually really happened to me as well as part of my journey. And I mean, when this situation where I don't know what's going on, it's pretty unclear. I normally do that is just stop and, you know, just, just pause and, and, and really maybe, you know, really, really look around and, and reassess your own self. Right. That's one. The second is that, you know, it's natural human tendency that when you see success and people see you succeeding, right? People generally tend to either get jealous or pull you down, right? They don't get, you know, you've got to keep all that stuff away and really don't devalue yourself, you know, just because of listening to people's opinions and what they're saying, right? That all that is noise, keep that away. You know your value, right? And and that and that obviously, you know, just keep going what you think it is and follow your passion and take action. In terms of personal habits, Agraval understands the importance of exercise and meditation to keep his mindset at its best. Yes, um, I've recently changed habits a little bit, so I've lost uh, quite a few, uh, quite a bit of weight. 
because I've actually started, you know, getting into a bit of more wellness. So started doing a lot of uh, walking and a bit more, you know, looking after my health. So that's really helped me also tone my, not only my body, but my mind as well. And um, started doing a little bit of meditation as well, you know, if I can. Um, even if I'm just traveling, just close my eyes, or you, do, you know, do a bit of deep breathing sort of a thing. It really helps you relax down. So I'm, so those things are really helping uh, even to keep myself calm, you know, in difficult times and also helping my business as well as it brings more clarity to my mind. Fantastic. That is so good. Meditation is a key, I think. Meditation is really the key, yeah. right? Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. We're actually practicing a lot about truly human right now at my organization. And um, it's all about uh, body, soul, mind, you know, um, and heart. So it's really, you know, whilst everyone's really busy doing what they're doing, you know, it's really focusing on these core, truly human areas and, and really being mindful that, you know, these exist and, and you need to make sure that you practice or do something around it. Change your habits a little bit. That can, that can have profound difference in how you do what you do. If Agrafal could reach out to his younger self, he would say this. I would have said that to him that wish you had more experience upfront and you did things that you could have done 15 years ago to learn what you're learning today, right? So it's always what what you know now you should have known yesterday, right? Uh, and and really not listen to a lot of people around you, but really follow your heart and your passion. In the next five years, he's looking forward to expanding his own portfolio and continue to help others do the same. Right now, whilst my investments are going alongside, uh, I'm actually a very passionate right now. It's giving me a lot of satisfaction actually helping people. And this is not because I'm, I actually now started my own business. I was doing this anyway as an advice to people before that. But when people are taking action on my advice, that's really, really giving me a, a lot of pace, right? Because I'm trying to help people out and, and, and it's really working well for them. Uh, whether they take an action or not, that's up to them. But it's, you know, really advising and, and then actually getting educated about what is out there. And then and you can take your own decisions, right? So so that 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 is something that's really working well for me. And as part of that, there's a lot of learning for me as well because the kind of questions that come back, you know, uh, and the kind of thinking that people have on the ground, also, you know, you make makes you think as well that, oh, maybe there's another way to, you know, talk to certain clients and apply that in your own investment journey right uh, as well so 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 that's been quite wonderful for me in terms of luck versus skill agraval says he has never relied on luck to get him ahead in life i don't believe in whilst there is luck right uh, but i don't rely on it because i wouldn't be here if it was all about luck right so i think 95% it's all about you what you do how you think and how you're going to act on it Right. And whilst, yes, you know, uh, there are elements, but you, like I said, opportunities are everywhere. You just need to be conscious about what you're doing and how you're doing it and the support that you have to be able to take you to the next level. And luck will play in as you put in more hard work and your time and, and energy, the positive energy uh, that will actually flow in and, and, and will have a positive impact. If you'd like to get in touch with Anubal Agarwal or learn more about his buyer's agency, he's the best way to do it. Absolutely. Um, so my business is up and running. It's called Find My Real Estate. Uh, you can always hop onto my website, which is www.findmyrealestate.com.au. And there's all the information available there. You can actually email me. My, my contact information is out there and, and I can look to help you further. 
A huge thank you to Anubhav Agrawal for joining us on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his story, visit propertyinveststory.com.